Welcome to Space Action Podcast, the official podcast of Space Action Heroes, a webcomic you can find at spaceactionheroes.com. I am Chris Carson. And I'm Deniso Inshama. Thank you for joining us, loyal listeners. Hi, guys! So this week, we are going to talk about a movie that's been out a while, but it was out a while, and then it came to Netflix, and that's when everyone kind of saw it. Oh, gotcha. Is that when, I guess, when the Oscar season happened? started going, yeah, Uh because I always heard rumblings of this movie... And everyone was talking about how amazing it was. It's Uncut Gems. Talking about Uncut Gems. Uncut directed Gems. by the Safdie brothers? That is, I, I think that is about a, um, an Irish Catholic priest's dick. Is that... Oh. It's an Uncut Gem. Oh, God. Yeah. See, I, I watched, like, totally the wrong movie then. Oh. I think maybe I watched the totally right movie. <laughs> <laughs> we need to make an Uncut Gems porn parody. And it's all about uncircumcised dicks. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. That's it. I mean, you don't need more of a premise for porn than no, that. You'd probably get Judd Hirsch back. You probably could. <laughs> <laughs> you might even get Sandler. Depending on how funny he finds the script. I'm sure more than... That's the last one... thing you want to hear before someone lops up your cock and like, Look at me! I'm a bad man! <laughs> yeah, actually, the t- it's, it's an ironic title considering the main character and everyone in it is super Jewish. Jimmy <laughs> Uncut Gems. They ain't getting into heaven. Maybe that was the whole implication. It was right there in our faces the whole time. He, that's why he was such a fuck up. Because yeah. he still had his foreskin. That's correct. That's correct. <laughs> he ain't getting into the kingdom of heaven with that he shit. He was very upset. He did, that's why he didn't want to take his clothes off when he had to get in that trunk. He was you, like, they're going to see my shame. Do you know when like circumcision started thousands and thousands of years ago? Uh, do you think it was to stop horny asshole men from fucking everything? No. You don't think that when religion first started coming into our existence, when we attained this degree of self-enlightenment and started, you know, like you go to the zoo and you see a, 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 a chimpanzee with his dick down the throat of a frog. Yes. You don't think we were doing shit like that. I mean, we did come from a very similar creature. Uh-huh. You don't think at some point they were like, all right, we're, we're cutting off your dick. Because it kills like 90% of your sensitivity. Um, well... Just, just lop it off and they won't be such horn dogs. I, I I think it was more so someone saw that and was like, What the fuck?! <laughs> yeah. That was it. That was it. They and were like... They just ran with it? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, they just put a picture like, Look at it! <laughs> it's like an anteater. And they're like, It doesn't really bug me. He's like, Well, it bugs me and I'm cutting them off. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I always wonder about, like, the origins of ancient things. Because we there was a time when we were still flinging our feces and... Sticking our dicks down frogs, frogs' throats. Was a time. Have you been to the fucking Budweiser stage? <laughs> it's true. <laughs> there has to have been a moment where, like, because at one point religion was considered progressive. It was stopping people from acting like the fucking apes we were. Sure. So I wonder if it, it was tied up in that in any way. Like, why do you have to cut off your dick skin and to get into heaven? Like, why? Because Jesus don't like it. Jesus, they don't believe in Jesus. Well, <laughs> he's just a prophet. Well, the, gu- well, the ones cutting the dick skin off do, and they don't want to see it. It freaks them out. <laughs> Anyways, I just wanted to talk about foreskin for a while. Um, what did you first hear about Uncut Gems? Um, a couple. I remember I just kept seeing pictures of Adam Sandler with the shit kicked out of him. That black and white photo. Yeah. Oh no, no. It just like it was. I remember it was the production photo. You know what it was? Actually, the first time I saw anything from this it started trending on instagram a picture of him next to lando calrissian's costume from rise of skywalker and i'll be damned if it's not a similar looking yellow shirt with a black cut oh he that he's wearing yeah, 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 yeah. He, and so i think that i remember this like why is fucking adam sandler <laughs> dressed lando. up like lando yeah um but um no and then once it started getting like it, he won the uh, sag award i was like okay yeah. I, I gotta check this out because i love uh punch drunk love is probably one of my favorite adam sandler that's my favorite adam sandler yeah. my favorite pt anderson yeah hands yeah down. yeah you know what i mean like but i think uh, that's the only adam sandler i enjoy <gasps> really? dude i love fucking uh happy gilmore it's one of my favorite comedies mm-hmm. it never I, hit uh, with me when i was a kid and i haven't watched it as an adult oh man because it's i don't know like Billy Madison, he's a little too dumb. It gets to me. He's a little too stupid. Billy Madison. And then everything after, I I can't remember what came after Happy Gilmore. Waterboy? Um, 
it might have been Waterboy. I just remember the next one was like, oh shit, this is a clear sign of where things are. We're about to be in Little Nicky territory soon. Yeah, Little Nicky. Yes. I but, forgot about that until this moment. Exactly. Um, but like like Happy Gilmore, if it's on, it's one of those movies. It's like the first Austin Powers. Like yeah, I have yeah, to yeah. drop everything and watch it. I love that movie. I don't um, get it. I think that's my, to me, that's your Dumb and Dumber. Sure. I don't really yeah. get it. Come on, Joe Flaherty. Mm. Fucking SCTV's <laughs> fucking. Our, our national treasure. Is he still alive? Oh, yeah. yeah. Flaherty's still alive. I think he was at that SCTV reunion recently. Did you hear Rick Moranis is coming back? Yeah, from the grave. He's been retired forever. For 20 years. Took the power of Disney to uh, bring him back for Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Five? Uh, four. Uh, four. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids, four. Directed Disney streaming. He's going to be in it. That's what it took to bring back. They, they did Rick the Moranis. same thing with Harrison Ford to come back and play Han. I wonder how much money they roll out. Well, like, he was still working at least. He hadn't retired. That's true. It's weird that Moranis is coming out, especially for Disney. Such yeah. an unscrupulous fucking company. Did you? You were a Parks guy. Did you ever go to the Honey I Shrunk the Kids thing whenever you're in Disney? Yes, World that was Florida? that was Disney or Universal. Uh, that was Florida um, MGM Studios. MGM because yeah. I remember the giant thing. Yeah, the giant yeah. Yeah, like fence and like the. Get the Lego brick and shit. Yeah, 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 it was yeah, cool yeah. as fuck. I loved that movie as a kid, so that was a mind fucker. Where was the Roger Rabbit one? Where they had the similar Toontown? thing. Toontown? Toontown. Uh, same park. I think that's also Wasn't MGM. Was it MGM? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love Toontown. Yeah. You yeah. get under the steamroller. Yes! Yeah. That's right, yeah, yeah. They had the giant vat of fucking, um... Dip! Yeah, the dip. Yeah. yeah. The horror. That was horrifying, that dip. We should do a Roger Rabbit retrospective. Oh, I will. T- I could talk for hours yeah, about that it's movie. such a good movie. I'd love to watch it again. It's been a while. And also, like, the by virtue of the fact that I was in my 20s before I realized the whole thing is just a loosely veiled metaphor for African Americans. Oh, yeah. I was like, Toontown, you dirty toon. I was oh, like, yeah. oh, oh, yeah. my God. Like, how has this been evading me all these if you years? you took the cartoon out... And it was actually a 1930s movie when, um, what's his name? What's the character's name? The cop? Eddie? Eddie Valiant. When Eddie Valiant goes ooga ooga to the bouncer. Oh, shit! Right? <laughs> oh, shit! Right? Well, and also by virtue <laughs> of the fact, like, every tune is either an entertainer, a gangster, or, like, a sultry performer on a stage. Yeah. It's like, that's kind of the only jobs black people could have fucking had around white people back in yeah. the day. No, it totally is. Robert Zemeckis, man. Yeah. He had some weird uh, things in his head. Yeah. Like how Marty McFly taught, uh, taught, um, oh my god. Chuck Berry's brother. Chuck Berry's yeah. brother. We Chuck Berry held about, the phone. We talked about this, how we I did. think we think Zemeckis is trying to appropriate a lot of black history, because there's a moment. Yeah, Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump, where he picks up the book as like, isn't. Oh, because they're letting black people into the school for the first time. Yeah. And it's just, I, that one I'm not so sure, that might be looking into it a little, because he's just showing his innocence of being like, a girl dropped her book, I well, need to hand it back a, to I her. I can't remember, but there was a reason. Something else. We found something nefarious in there. Anything did, with Elvis, fuck that, fuck that guy. <laughs> fuck Elvis in the mouth. Oh well, yeah, he taught Elvis, because he also taught Elvis how to do his leg dance, because yeah. it was braces. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think he's obsessed with the 50s, and I think he's a, like, how when we're 90, we're not going to get the shit that we're saying is probably horribly offensive and wrong. <laughs> I I think he just loves the 50s and he doesn't get that maybe it's not the greatest thing for people who aren't like white in the 1950s yeah it's true Forrest fucking Gump we were talking about Uncut Gems do you think our listeners regularly go just get back to your fucking point <laughs> I think at this point people have come to expect like no this is just give them like a minute they'll come back once they stop blowing Roger Rabbit they'll come back around to fucking Sandler Oh, uh, uh, no, he's talking about Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yes, Bob Barker. Hilarious. Jesus Christ. Uh, everyone saw this movie before I did. Uh, I kept hearing from person after person after person yeah. this amazing fucking film. And I watched the trailer for it, and I was like, I don't... Why Why, why are people loving this so much? I don't get it. It, doesn't lo- it looks like just any other movie. Yeah. It was literally two hours of feeling like I was having a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> it was the... It was... The stress was palatable. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone was talking over each other all the time. Like, you felt the pressure that that character felt, that Adam Sandler's character felt. You know what's interesting? Everyone says that, but, like, I didn't feel relaxed, I'll say that much. But I wasn't, like, on edge. It was just more so frustration. Frustration, unease. Yeah, like... Like, you just, like, ugh. I was having flashbacks to watching Requiem for a Dream. I'm like, you dumb fucks, just walk away from the table. Yeah. Walk away from just the fucking away. table. She <laughs> won't come. <laughs> <laughs> That I haven't felt like that distraught watching a character go through shit since like Jared Leto in that fucking movie. Mm. Um, 
And that's why I find Sandler was such a good choice. I think they they originally sent him and he passed on it or something. But they wrote it for him and he just pulls it off so perfectly. Like my the scene that where I was like feeling oddly sympathetic for him is when he's describing how he got that opal in the very beginning where he's talking to uh, Garnett. Mm-hmm. And he's just like just like the enthusiasm, the way he portrayed that character is just like it's almost like this naivete where he's like almost like a kid, but you're like you finally in. got his his escape ticket. Yeah, yeah, and you're just like you're in over your head already, dude. Yeah. Like, oh was no, it, it wasn't an opal, was it? It was a what fucking precious stone was it? Because I learned all about it afterwards. A uh, black opal. It was a black opal, mm-hmm. and uh, it they are intense. You can see the fucking universe in an opal. It's really creepy. That's cool. It's really weird. What what, what conditions over millions and millions of years? Let a stone to look like the stars. Yeah. You're like, what? How the fuck does that happen? It's so strange. Maybe it's like the fucking end of Men in Black and there actually is a universe. In the opal? And we're in a fucking opal right now. I think the Big Bang was... uh, I was looking at... We're going off topic again. Because I was watching um, (laughs) the origin... The uh, um, uh, Egyptian... Ancient Egyptians uh, origin of the universe belief. Mm. And just how it lined up to other religions. And uh, they believe that, that the first, uh, there was a void of chaos, and then the first thought was thought. And once that first thought was thought, the Big Bang happened, or how they described it as like the universe exploded, and then every thought to be thought since then is a shadow of this first thought, and that first thought is what they called God. And then the way they describe it too is creepy, because it's like, it is, I mean, the New Testament Christianity, it's all based off this old shit. They just cobbled together a religion uh-huh. in about 300 AD because they needed to control some fucking people. Sure, sure. <laughs> um, but the way they set it up is is pretty accurate to how the Earth was formed. Okay. Except they go that it started off as gas and then went to water and then a solid and then that was the Earth. Mm-hmm. So would but and not no one completely agrees on it but a lot of people do think it was a gas planet that then became a liquid condensed became a liquid and then that's why we have this massive pacific ocean because land just went and bubbled up on one side has been drifting to the other side of the planet ever since okay so it's just creepy to see like a six thousand year old connotation of the origin of the universe kind of lining up to scientific reasoning of the origin of the universe it's like interesting interesting so maybe we are just a thought in some dog's head. Yeah. A dog just thought to lick his balls, and the last six billion years have been him still just having that thought reaching for his balls. <laughs> we exist in it. We could be in fucking, uh... What was his fucking name? In Uncut Gems? Howard. Okay, so I'm gonna... Huge spoiler for Uncut Gems, so skip ahead now if you don't want to hear it. There's Did no you, circumcised dicks. There's no circumcised dicks. Did you see that coming at the end when he just stepped out of the glass container and shot him in the fucking head? I the only thing that kind of made me start thinking there like one of them was gonna die was the fact that his brother in law, the one who was, was in there with them, he was getting all into it and he's like, "We're gonna do it. We're gonna win." I'm like, "Okay, this this optimism is a false flag. A like, false flag. yeah, something's gonna happen." But when he shot him in the fucking face, I thought Sandler gets shot right in the head by the guy he traps in a glass case. Yeah, I was I knew it was gonna happen, just not th- immediately. Like I this, didn't know. I didn't know anything about it. Mm. So I, I kind of felt like something was going to happen. I'm like, no, this is too happy oh, yeah. an ending. No, I knew something was going to happen. Yeah. But I did not expect just to him to walk out and just go... <laughs> yeah. And shoot him in the fucking head. That was pretty... And I love the way he hand- they handled the... The shot happens, the gun goes up, and we follow the gun up to the reflection on the ceiling, and you see him land. Go boom. And it just, you're like, oh, he fucking dead. Like, I didn't miss yeah. see that. No. That motherfucker's dead. No, that was one of the few times in years where I've actually been like, holy shit, yeah, watching yeah. a movie. Yeah. Because it's so rare to not know everything that's going to happen in a movie, because either it's in the trailers or it's super predictable because sure. it's formulaic. And so just that, that blew my mind. The second it happened, though... I, again, I kind of felt like it was coming because I was like, it, because of that frantic pace of that movie, oh, yeah. I was like, the only way this is going to fucking, this dude has to either die yeah. or end up in a coma because like, just something horrible is going to happen. I just had no idea yeah, what. Yeah, yeah, like maybe to his family. Something had to slow that dude down. Right. So the second like they popped him in the face and he's just on the ground with that creepy smile and you're like, it was almost like like a one long joke, and that was the punchline. That You're was like, the punchline. Are you yeah. fucking kidding me? Yeah. He finally has a smile All on his face. And that. Yeah. Gets to chill out because he's fucking dead. Yeah, and there was I mean, who directed it? The Safdie brothers. Safdie brothers, because yeah. they're fucking Josh genius. Josh and Benny Safdie. Because there was a moment during the ending when he was winning, where I was like, 
is this going to turn out okay for him? Because mm. that would be such a feel-good moment after all this two hours of non-stop exactly. stress. Yeah, yeah, And I was kind of like, <gasps> and then he got shot right yeah. in the fucking head. Yeah. I was like, oh my god. So fucking perfect. It was horrifying. What I thought was so interesting, um, I watched an interview with these guys talking about their process, um, and what they did is, like, what's so interesting about this movie is that it really anchors on the story of a real basketball game. Oh, was it an actual game? Yeah, so they had to, like, one, write this scenario, and then two, find a series of games where they could apply, like, okay, this guy was having a bad streak, and all of a sudden he has a good streak and he wins, like, an important game. Okay. They had to predicate on a real... Was that an actual basketball player? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know basketball at all. Kevin Garnett. That was an actual dude? Yep. Okay, that explains yeah, yeah. why he, he wasn't plays like for a... the Boston Celtics, which is hilarious because the the Safdie brothers are from New York. Oh, okay. So they're Knicks fans, and apparently, whenever they called up Garnett, they were like, first of all, we fucking hate you, <laughs> and secondly, we have a party. Like yeah, yeah, movie? yeah. I suspected as much. Obviously, the guy is huge, and he's not a great actor. Yes, so I was like, he's, he's somebody. <laughs> You're getting but, Space Jam vibes. Yeah, but he was playing himself. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I just assumed he was. Just so playing. Garnett's known for being super over dramatic on the court. Like okay. he's a lot of like like he was retired now but he had like a lot of like theatrics like very almost like WWF he'd be screaming and shit running up and down the court and good luck charms apparently exactly so they were like this works perfectly for the dude's eccentricities like this dude would be the type of dude who would just get fascinated by this Jewish African opal right right to the point where like it would kick off the whole thing how old is he how long has he been playing uh, let's see, he's 43 now, but this game's supposed, to, that game was supposed to have taken place in 2012, so he would be 36. Because this is off topic a little, a little bit, but yeah. there's an episode of Frasier where a basketball player thinks it's good luck to rub Niles' head, and I'm like, is, was it him? How old would he have been back then? Was it based on him in some way? Mm. Was he a guest star that week? Because I don't really remember been what he looked like. That game would have been 2012. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. Frazier was in the 90s. Exactly. But there was a whole thing where he was like, he couldn't go on the court without rubbing Niles' head. Fucking Frazier, you think you know a show, <laughs> and you find out there's fucking hidden gems like that one. <laughs> and also... Scrambled eggs all over my face. face. What is a boy to do? Um, we have to. There, I have a 1995, it's the 25th anniversary now, a 1995 People's Yearbook. And in it is the article about Kelsey Grammer doing well, although he's battling the uh, sexual assault charges with his underage babysitter, but he's looking to move beyond it. And just what a different time the 90s were. We need to do an episode where we just go through that that 1995 yearbook, People's Yearbook. I'd be intrigued. It's fascinating. We could get an hour out of that. <laughs> I guarantee. But Uncut Gems. Yeah, watch Before, it. Yeah, um, that's what I thought was so interesting about them attaching to a real game is that you make this true lie mm-hmm. so at the end of that game you're really invested in this actual game like, you, you, I don't know if you think again you're not a sports guy but like for example sports guys it would have been ruined for because they would have known how it yes they would have yeah. yeah but like oh my god it's still like you're, you're freaking the fuck out yeah, like yeah. The, the, he was able to make that so tangible of like the highs oh, yeah, and yeah. lows of like a gambling addiction where it's so fucking good oh yeah the moment that killed me was when he sends Judd Hershey to to Wager against oh, to, it. To, uh, bid. You can see it going to shit. Like, dude, don't. No, no. Level off. Level off. Level and then, sh- and then, sure off. Uh, he fucking because he just the makes money. the wrong choice after the wrong choice after the wrong it's choice. It's so excruciating. It's so excruciating. And that's why it's so fulfilling when he finally wins and then he dies. Yes. Oh, it was good. And I thought is I want to mention one scene from it where uh, she gets his name because he has a mistress that works at the jewelry store with him. Um, and oh, she, and she's banging the weekend, and she's potentially banging the weekend. That fight they have outside yeah, yeah, yeah. was so. I'm like, dude, I've had this fight. <laughs> this is such a ta- it's such a real tangible fight. But she gets his name tattooed on her ass. Oh that's, yeah, that's the one scene where Sandler's performance kind of dipped into bizarro comedy and not drama anymore. He's like, I don't deserve it. I don't deserve my name on that ass. And I was like, oh, Sandler. That moment, I think, is why you didn't win more accolades. <laughs> For this performance, because everything else is tight as a fucking drum. Right. And that one scene, I was like, why are you SNL Sandler all of a sudden? Where did that come from? Uh, <laughs> you're gonna sing about shampoo bottles. I was about to say, he pulls out a fucking acoustic guitar. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, 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 no. Sing about who's Jewish and whatnot. But yeah, it blew me away. I, no, was, I was shocked the, by how good it was. I gotta mention, my boy. My fa- one of my favorite human beings on the planet, Lakeith Stanfield. Who's he in it? He was uh the his friend, the black friend who with was, the like orange yes, jacket in yes, the blacklight. Yeah. Yes, that dude. 
His range, man. Okay, so what his else has he done, credits yeah. include Get Out. He's the guy who says the fucking name of the movie. He gets his mind. He's the first guy. He gets abducted okay. in the beginning. Yeah, yeah. He's also Darius on Atlanta. And I Dar- still haven't got that. I, I know you haven't. I, 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 I know you fucking have. And Darius is like the Kramer of Atlanta, but okay. he's Donald Glover's. Kramer? Kramer, so he's just spacey and weird <laughs> as fuck. That and awesome. that dude's performance is so severe because he's quiet all the time, but then he drops these weird yeah, nuggets yeah. of truth. Like, my, my favorites is they go to uh, see Donald Glover's uncle in, in the season three premiere, played by Cat Williams. Okay. And so Darius walks up, Keith Stanfield walks up to Cat Williams. He's just like, hey, um, I don't really believe in the concept of time, so I'll just say we've always met. <laughs> and like Cat Williams is just like staring at him he's he's so fucking good in that show I gotta watch it and like seeing his range like the way he can actually be intimidating he can be super vulnerable and again like he doesn't do a lot to vary his performance but he's some, one of my new favorite actors oh that other movie he did um Sorry to Bother You, where he was a telemarketer, okay. and he had to use a white guy voice, and his white guy voice was played by David Cross. Okay, yeah. that's hilarious. It was, like, he has just this insane range, and he started recently posting Instagram pictures of him, like, the Joker. He wants to do the Joker now. Okay. And I'm like, dude, it might be a good he, joker. he'd be fucking perfect. I, the DC keeps doing the one-shots. I love it. They don't have to worry about an expanded fucking universe. I they think it's just a good idea. Do a joker, do it. I was listening to Whitney Cummings uh, on her podcast, and she was... Was it Whitney Cummings? No, no, no. It was... Um, on the Fat Man, um, Batman podcast. That's still going, eh? Oh, with Mark Bedardin hosting it? Oh, it's not Kevin Smith Yeah, anymore. he's on tour right now, so he's just been bringing in guests, oh, and, okay. like, he's been crushing it, dude. I love Mark Bedardin, so, like, yeah, I find he's, him... He's, like, old-school Kevin Smith. He actually mm-hmm. bitches about things, whereas and, Kevin Smith's now like, everything's great, man. <laughs> well, what I love about Mark, too, is that he's so succinct. Like, he'll look at a movie and be like, but you could have done this, taken this scene out, and have right, one right. character say this, and then you're like, oh, that's brilliant. That <laughs> tightens the movie up so much better. You should hire yourself out as a consultant. Seriously, seriously. But um, on that show, they were like, make the Joker movies like fucking Bond movies. Like, some every a different director gets a different crack at it. You bring in a new actor. I think all of DC needs to be like that. Because mm-hmm. Marvel, you can't beat Marvel. And Marvel's, I think, about to collapse. Oh, sure. I can see it. I think Black yeah. Widow's going to do really well. And then I think Black Widow's going to do okay. And I, I think, think the next one's going to do less. But the they got this, the less. shows. I bet you the shows They're are going to start fun. moving to TV more yeah. and more, I think. Because if in the world where, like, I listen, I don't want to naysay that. Greg Berlanti universe of like the DC shows because people who like them really like them. Oh, the Arrow and Flash. Like, like you throw in Bucky and Falcon, like known well, characters yeah. into something like that, people will watch the shit out of that. And that's the TV, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's weird that the TV shows are all the fa- the Infinity Saga characters, and then mm. all the movies are now new characters, other than Doctor Strange and Black Widow. Oh yeah, everyone else is new. So they're just they're I think they're trying to recreate the lightning in a bottle of all these unknown characters, but yeah. as unknown as they were, everyone kind of knew who the fuck Thor was and Hulk, obviously, mm-hmm. and Iron Man was a little less so, but still really popular. Yeah, I don't know who any of these. I don't know who the fuck the Eternals are. Right, you know, they're really like reaching the bottom of the barrel. Like I get it's like these things Go make with the money, X-Men, man. But then again, in a universe where they did. Two Guardians of the Galaxies, a group True. of people I didn't give a fuck about, and it's two of the strongest movies in that their catalog. True. That's a hundred percent James Gunn, though. Yeah. If anyone else had done it, it would have been a disaster. Hundred percent. So but, who the fuck's doing? Is it Eternals or Inhumans? I don't know which one was the TV show that failed, and I which don't one's know. gonna be the movie. I forget who's doing Eternals. I just know that Sansa or Arya Stark's in it, and uh, Angelina Jolie, and already I'm out. And Kamel. Oh yeah, he's got all beefed up for it. Yeah, he got all huge. Did you see that he got a fucking free uh subscription to Pornhub <laughs> because he's all beefed up. They some his picture, that beefcake picture ended up being the cu- the thumbnail for like <laughs> gay porn the next day or so. I forget what it was. That's hilarious. And somehow that equated him getting a free year-long uh, hey, subscription. Where's the outrage over 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 men having to change their body to be in a movie? Where's that outrage? Oh, no one gives a fuck about no that. No one gives a fuck. No, anymore. no one gives a fuck it's about a weird that. Weird world. Uh, yeah. But if you're a woman, uh, and then people get if you had to oh because remember <laughs> Carrie Fisher and Mark Hamill both had to lose weight for Star Wars yeah people freaked out about Carrie Fisher and poor Mark no. Hamill yeah he's like I suffered so greatly <laughs> to lose I all did this it weight. for you I've been <laughs> campaigning for this franchise for forty fucking years didn't even get a line and I get fatter with every movie <laughs> afterwards because I just stopped caring yeah the I don't recognize the Chloe Zhao is directing the Eternals. So maybe they're just going to start giving, like, you know, smaller directors a crack at it. Yeah. Because it worked does. for Black Panther, you yeah. know? Like, 
But, uh, and not to say, I just want to say, because we make a lot of fun of things on this podcast. Mm -hmm. The way the world was and is is horrible, but we just want it to not continue to be horrible in a different way in the future, I think. (laughs) We don't want 1950s douchebag women ruling the world. Exactly. That would be the worst thing ever. Exactly. We just need good old-fashioned real equality. Hey, speaking of comic books. Movie news. Comic news. Nerd news. We've got some fucking nerd news coming. You're right. That's like a... Yeah, I'm fine. Oh, I thought you were just having it in like an episode. That was horrifying. <laughs> you set. Like All right. One of my lungs just collapsed. Hey! It's been going around. Hey! It's not fucking funny. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not doing three weeks of pneumothorax. <laughs> oh, God. Anyways. Yeah. Ahem. Nerd right, news. Here we go. Do, 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 Chris Carson. Uh, so HBO has announced mm. that uh, The Watchmen. Did you watch The Watchmen? I did not watch The Watchmen. You have not watched The Watchmen. I did not watch The Watchmen. Because uh, people who have heard mixed things, it's great, it's terrible, it's okay. Oh, yeah? So I just haven't, because I don't have any time anymore. I think you'd enjoy it, man. Yeah? I yeah. gotta be so fucking selective with what I watch these days, because I'm like, I have this block of time. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed this shit out There's one episode they do, uh, minor spoilers, uh, there's a drug that you can take. So your parents leave you this pill. It's called uh, nostalgia. Okay. And you can pop it. It's a member it. berry. Little, uh, kind of, but like, you get to pop it and see that memory that your parents had. You okay. get like vicariously. You live through their like. It's it's interesting the way it shot that whole episode. Fucking spellbinding. That seems very sci-fi for Watchmen. Uh, like well, that technology you're talking that about a show that and... ends with a giant squid being beamed into downtown Manhattan. But it was like, like a, it was like. The superhero created it with optics and shit. It wasn't but this real. Is, but this is like, keep in mind, this is a alternate reality, and 20 it's twenty nine. It's twenty nineteen yeah, in yeah. a universe where we've had like a pretty advanced technology for a for while. Now. There's yeah. been like the cops are just using the owl ship. You know. What oh I mean? yeah, yeah. I guess so, there's that damned owl ship. Yeah, yeah. Anti gravity is a big one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but uh, they've announced it's no longer uh, a draw. It's now a limited series. Oh, good, good. So, it must not have been doing that well. Well, what's interesting is, like, Lindelof has said, like, I... Dave's very upset about this. Yeah. Um, I hate Lindelof. I hate him. See, the That's whole... That's what's kept me away from it, too. The whole puzzle box thing? Yes. Yeah, and it's fair, because, like, if you're not... Like, there's a whole subplot with Jeremy Irons that, like, they don't explain for three episodes. Yeah. You're watching it, like, what the fuck? Did what's I... Going on? Yeah, am I missing something? Like, it honestly drove me nuts for the first three episodes, but once it starts to come together, mm-hmm. the w- lamest way I can put it is that it is, like, the cogs of a watch. Where right. it starts with one small one and then two and interlocking bigger, bigger, ones, bigger, and then bigger. it gets bigger and bigger, and whenever you pull back and see the whole thing, you're like, fuck you. Are you... Like, the yeah. way it comes together at the end, you're like, that's actually pretty clever. Well, oh, it's actually coming together. That's rare for Lindelof. Well, I, and I think that's why it worked as a limited series. He was like, I just did... I had an idea for one season. Oh, so that's it. It's over. And he was like, I'm out. Like, after... I don't want to do another second they're not, season. Oh, so they're not saying two seasons is a limited series. It was just that one season. Well, now I think that means they're planning on spinning off into other ones. Interesting. But, like, one, I think that could work under the premise that, like... There are some untold stories, like, spoilers, minor spoilers again, Dan uh, Night Owl isn't in it at all. Okay. I think he's the only main watchman, other than Rorschach, he's dead, um, that we don't see. So I know he, Dr. Manhattan's a black dude. So... He, he just takes that image, right? Right, right, right. So you could, like, uh, oh, someone spoiled that? I said there was, because, you know, going around YouTube... As soon Damn as an it. episode airs, there's just clips up, and I saw. I was like, "Oh, why? Doctor Manhattan's a black dude." And I clicked the clip, and I watched it. And I was okay. like, "Oh, okay." I don't want to go into any further, but it's one of my favorite reveals on the show. Anyways, um, the uh, the way the tone he hit when they, everything pulls together at the end, it felt like to me like I the way I felt when I was reading the comic book. Yeah. So I didn't feel like there should be a sequel to do it. Linda Lawson, like, I don't have an idea. He talked about it on like a Writers Guild podcast. Where he's like, if someone else is inspired, as I was inspired by the original Watchmen to do a second season, go for so it. maybe make one in the 90s or 20 years even yeah. now, or whatever spinoff you can come up with. Well, yeah, like, I, I don't know. I wouldn't mind seeing what, well, you know, Night Owl was up to, but, like... Oh, there, yeah, that would be interesting, yeah. There's an, a, a major cliffhanger with um, Regina King's character. At the end of the series. At the end of the series. And I'm just like, I don't want them to touch that. That's yeah. what I felt was a perfect closure to that yeah. but I, it's also so pulpy knowing HBO what they did with True Detective it would oh, be very yeah. easier to get another the ground 
get another director just to step in and fucking be like, all right, it's going to be a superhero show uh, now. Like, and I'm really worried it's going to go that route. Now, now that it's spoiler for me, because I know, why is he a black dude? Okay, so... Is he, is, in the plot... Have they, rever- have they uh, retconned it that he was always a black guy? No. They, okay. in, in the plot, what happens is that he meets um, Regina King's character at a bar, and he does that very Dr. Manhattan thing. Again, the way they tell it visually is fucking great, mm. where, you know, Dr. Manhattan exists at all points of time yep. consistently. So he's like, you're laughing at something that I just said. Yeah, I haven't said it yet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, That sort of shit. That would seem like it would cause a, a, a rabbit hole of, like, I haven't said it yet. I'm about to say it. Wait, I just said it. Wait, <laughs> yeah. Wait, but I said saying this. Now I don't wait. But I imagine <laughs> that's what his consciousness is like, <laughs> but he's like, through. I'll freak people out if yeah. I say that, so I'm just going to let limited knowledge yeah, out. Yeah, just trip it out. Um, but there's a part where he's um talking to her and she is like we're gonna fall in love like we fall in love in a couple years we have a relationship and then it ends in tragedy and so sure enough she like they go on a couple dates and then he's like what form do you want me to pick Mm. and they go to a morgue if i remember right because oh she's i think she's a how do they show him before that uh, just from behind. You just see you the... You only see him yeah, behind. only from behind. Is it the same actor, though? Is it clearly the I dude? I think... So. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, the voice is the same. Yeah, Um, But then, yeah, he, he she chooses the form of, like, a black guy. A corpse. She's like, I'm really into necrophilia. <laughs> I think she's a, a soldier or something. She, there's a reason she has access to the morgue. To the I just morgue. can't remember what it is. I, I like the idea that they broke into a morgue to pick a dead body. Yeah. And turn yeah. It into. <laughs> but I think what was so fucking... What I thought the outside world uh, answer for why he's a black dude is... um. A lot of it is very racially charged. The whole sub- you were the, the narrative. Um, so what's interesting is that um, the way Lindelof put it was whenever he read the original comic book, and you know that came out over what thirteen months, like oh, the, yeah, the, the, original, the original run I think it was like twelve issues. So yeah. And then all of a sudden, eight months in, you're reading it and you fucking find out that the ginger who's been wandering around in the background is, is Rorschach. Rorschach. Yeah. Like it blew with him. I remember he was like, "Me and my brother, it blew our minds." So he wants something similar. Like, that character is hiding in plain sight the entire oh, yeah. series. Did you see him a lot? And then, all of a sudden, episode eight, you're like, fuck you. He's Dr. Manhattan. He's been Dr. Manhattan this whole the time. The whole time. Just yeah. creeping. Yeah. It's, it's pretty great. I don't know. I did see, on an HBO front, I saw the trailer for Westworld. I was about three. to bring that up. What the fuck happened to Westworld? I don't give a shit. I am in. <laughs> really? <laughs> I don't give a fuck. It looks awesome. <laughs> I've only seen the first season, and I started this, because uh, the first season nearly killed me. Yeah. Because the fir- I said it before, the first two episodes are some of the best television ever made. Yep. The rest of the season was so hard to get through for me. Sure. Season two, I watched the first episode, and was like, I'm out. I don't care. Yeah. It's just getting too convoluted. Yep. And then the season three trailer, where it's basically like, I, robot. <laughs> Like, what yeah, the bitch. fuck is going on? See, I, again, I'm getting to the point now where, like, I can't expect everything to be fucking awesome. Sometimes I just gotta go in and watch my shitty B-movies. Can I say this? I'm at an age now where I can't waste time with shit I don't like. Well, because sometimes I just leave shit in there. Like, if I'm drawing and stuff, I'll leave shit on in the background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For so, sure. So, some like, in a situation like that, Westworld's perfect because I'm like, I don't... If, I, if I'm if i going to sit down and watch something like Parasite or yeah, fucking... Yeah, um, actually focus on it. I gotta focus on it. I can't, like, be have my attention divided. Westworld, I can half pay attention yeah, now. It's, it's, it's getting easier and easier. Yeah. The I second do that more often. Yeah, the second season was, uh... Listen, like, narratively, I didn't think it was very strong, especially not whenever, like, the first season had that genius device of being, like, you've been watching two different timelines simultaneously. Mm. They tried to do something similar in the second season, and it just didn't quite pay off. And then... East World or something, right? No, there's that, but, like... Because you have uh, Dolores on her storyline, Jeffrey Wright's Bernard on his storyline... And then um, Maeve on her storyline. Yeah, all three different lines yeah. all over the place. So, so. yeah, you're, you're doing this weird, like, narratives, parallel narrative thing. And then Maeve, yes, goes off to the Shogun land. Okay. And holy shit, dude, I was excited for it till they did it. Until they did it. And then you're like, oh, this is taking up a lot of time and it's going nowhere. It, f- it felt very, like late Game of Thrones Ugh, where it's just yeah. like a lot of these narratives don't have yeah, to why yeah. are Jamie and Braun going to fucking oh uh, Dawn. Dawn yeah Dawn, like, Dawn. Dawn there's no reason for this subplot just to give them to give them something to do things well most of that show then I saw Maeve in the season three trailer with a samurai sword I'm like oh, oh. you want her to have a sword now, did they, yeah that's it <laughs> I think that's that? the only reason they did it 
I want to touch on that but depressing... But fuck it, it looks cool. Yeah? <laughs> I want to touch on that depressing note I said where when you get to an age when you realize what you've lived is what you have again where you're either dead or infirmed, mm. you stop wasting time with shitty movies. <laughs> you really, really stop. As a TV show starts to go bad, you're like, fuck it, I'm out. Yeah. No, I learned that with Sons of Anarchy in a big, bad way because the first two seasons are really good. And then come the third one, I was just like, well, uh, well, uh, it, it was like a shitty relationship. Maybe next week will be better. And I came maybe. back for two more seasons, and I was like, no, okay, that's I it. Do. I think what I think Dexter maybe killed me originally. Mm. I'm just like I'm I'm okay with walking away. Oh yeah, from 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 shows now. I like what Westworld keeps me invested because I like the cast. I love Jeffrey Wright. I love uh, what's her name. Um, not Robin Wright Penn. Oh my God, what's her name? Oh, Dolores. Dolores Claiborne. There. Yeah, I don't know what her name is. I just like that character. That's just a cool character, like an android who's just turned like the ultimate killing machine. Yeah. I'm like, that's fucking cool. What, and what, what I find so fascinating about season three, I had to think long and hard about it. I can't think of any movie that's done the synthetic uprising movie. But, like we've seen the post-war, like Terminator or, or the Matrix. I Robot. Except they stopped it. They stopped it, but like we've never seen a. Ever? No, I feel like we totally has have. there been. I feel like we totally have. There Someone's to listening to right? screaming at me, but like, uh, like you don't fuck. What about blah blah blah? There's got to be robot uprising movies. I guess the Terminator is right. Before but like specifically, right like uh, like the only one I could think of was like Battlestar. It's the closest thing. Battlestar. Like, but I'm talking about human-looking robots that are. I guess that's Battlestar. You know what I'm saying? But like they're in a different galaxy. No one's done like our planet. Yeah, that's fifty thousand years ago. Yeah, I don't know. I, I guarantee there is, but it's, I can't think of one either. I just thought like it, like that should, would be something that would be beaten to death. And I'm like, oh, that's just a cool idea for a season three. I don't care that we've left the park. Yeah. That's just a cool idea that I want to see told in the storyline. I guess story they always skip by it because like cause using Terminator yeah. as the basis, it's the bombs drop, and then the next movie is ten years into the war. Exactly. Sort of like episode two to episode three. Exactly. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I don't know. I think it's an interesting story to be told there. And you I just couldn't believe that's Westworld. You throw in Aaron Paul. Yeah, like, what, is, what the fuck is Aaron Paul? Come on! I, I, because I haven't watched the last season, I just put that trailer on. I was like, "What the fuck yeah. is going no. on?" Basically, they did the same <laughs> thing with Jurassic Park as Michael Crichton, right? You can only go back to the park so many times. Right. So now they're Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah. Titled, but. Yeah. I think that what, I like, what gives me hope is that there is a genuine curiosity. We've gotten glimpses in season two of what the real world looks like mm. outside the park. Oh, yeah, a lot of cityscapes. I think it looked very generic. It looked very future city. Sure, but, like, I just, I, I like the design of um, the little gyrocopter. That I oh, the vehicles? The vehicles were great. I don't know. And, like, they're good. They got the money to build those things practically. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. I'm a sucker for just cool-looking technology, yeah, especially yeah, yeah. if it's not CGI. I can't bring to mind the the the... the what the vehicles look like. I just remember the cityscape. And mm. I thought, oh, that looks like every every sci-fi cityscape yeah. ever. Yeah. But I don't remember what the vehicles look like at all. it's not crazy in the future. You can't push it too far. Too imagine, is so. it, I don't know when, how far in the future is it supposed to be. Isn't it supposed to be, to be like 21 something? Uh, I don't know. First uh, season, they don't, they don't ever talk about it. And so. also the timeline jumps around so much. I don't yeah. Know. But I don't know. I thought I'm I'm in, but I'm in. yeah. Let me know how it goes. Yeah, <laughs> I will. We'll do a one sided podcast about it. Yes, we will. Where you can spoil everything, unlike Parasite. <laughs> <laughs> right. Also in the news. Oh, okay. Mando season two. Oh, okay. Is happening. I assumed so. That was a huge hit for them. I think it made it made some waves. Yeah. Yeah. It was people, huge. People, Baby. people seem to enjoy that thing. The tiny Yoda thing. Yoda it's thing. sad though. It's like <laughs> Baby Yoda's gone the route of Rick and Morty where it's getting irritating because everyone is obsessed with it. It's mm. like that hipster viewpoint where you're like when I first saw Baby Yoda, I was like, Oh, that's cute, but now that every time you go on fucking Twitter or something, someone's talking about Baby Yoda even all these months later, it's like, oh fucking shut up. To the up. point where it's become even like a like a fucking joke that your dad would make. Like right. what's your problem with like, baby, baby Yoda? Yoda? You know, you're just you're using it wrong. <laughs> it's like wobble up a dub dub. Yeah. I remember when that was yeah. clever. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but um, getting to season two, and Giancarlo Esposito. Oh, she back of uh, hmm? or he? That's him. What's oh yeah. her? Who's who's her? What's oh Gina? Gina? Gina something or other? I forget. I don't. She's not bad. I I don't know. But he said at a recent AA convention that there's going to be an epic lightsaber fight. And my point, teenagers. my counterpoint to that was he's a dumb actor. And he doesn't know the difference between a lightsaber and a dark saber. <laughs> you take that back. He was fantastic and fucking do the right thing. An amazing actor. <laughs> probably just a, like you meet an actor, they're 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 pretty dopey people generally. 
I just I'm imagine a- he's like <laughs> Gus from Breaking Bad 24-7. 24-7? He's just terrifying. Because that thing he lit up in the final episode mm-hmm. was not a lightsaber. It was the Darksaber. It was the Built by the Mandalorians. Yes. So it's so... I would be surprised if a lightsaber shows up. I think he misspoke. I would be intrigued to see, like, does that mean they're gonna be there's gonna be Jedi showing up? I hope not, because that's sort of like that new Star Trek show bringing in Enterprise and Spock in season two. But it would make sense for the timeline, wouldn't it? It's after Return of the Jedi. Sure. So did Star Trek, but like, are you that out of ideas that you gotta start bringing Jedi back in and shit? Yeah. Well, yes. Right? Yes, we are. <laughs> keep it being a Walker Texas Ranger bounty hunter show. Like that—that's what made it so fun. Why do you need to? Why do you need to go back to the well already with Jedi and shit? Because we need to sell lightsaber toys. Yeah, they, they fucked up with not selling Baby Yoda. Did you hear how much money they lost? Billions. I'm uh, it was hundreds of millions. Really? That uh, they the revenue because they didn't think Baby Yoda would. They were thought they had another like but Jar Jar on their hands. I thought I heard it was Favreau who had the final say. He was just like, "Listen, I can't. I don't want people to know about this thing until it comes out." Yeah, but they so, weren't ready at all because Christmas. That's where they lost all their money. Gotcha. They had no Baby Yoda merch for Christmas. I'm sure they'll find their audience. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think people are going to have Baby Yoda tattoos. Oh I yeah, guarantee it. Oh yo, this wasn't on the the news docket, but have you seen anything from the uh, new Ride of the Resistance? Oh the yeah, I watched it. It's pretty cool, huh? Yeah. I just yeah. like, I like the staging of it. I thought it was really cool. I like, love yes. You know, I like, agree. It's almost Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really neat. I just it's disappointing that it's a, a Star Wars uh, era that no one gives a shit about. Yeah, I kind of wish it was uh, original Make trilogy. It original era, but, fucking Star Wars. But you can't use it. It's it pisses me off that Jurassic Park is now Jurassic World at Universal Studios. Yeah, it's like no one gives a fuck about <laughs> Jurassic World, and everyone thinks Jurassic Park is awesome. Mm-hmm. Why not keep it? If you're yeah. all about fucking nostalgia, why not? Keep Keep it Jurassic Park. Yeah. Like, why? Yeah. I just like the fact that, like, I, I don't know, I'm a sucker for all the mechanics of that shit, and I love the part where you board the Rebel shuttle, and you get sucked aboard the Star Destroyer, and you walk out into a fucking Imperial hangar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, that is badass it's all, shit. It's like a giant, it's the same, you saw how they do the effects for the Mandalorian. It's like a holodeck. The screen. It's a holodeck. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. It's the same thing yeah. in the ride, basically. You're in a little room, but then it's the Imperial Star Destroyer projected. I think there's cool. a couple actors. This is some of the stormtroopers. I think are just are real, are, and then yeah. everyone else is. Uh, Did you see the the hotel experience? No, nah, not yet. That's weird. It's weird because it looks doesn't again. It's like the Disney park. It doesn't look like Star Wars. Mm. It doesn't like if I'm going to spend hundreds of dollars to stay at a Star Wars hotel. I want that thing to look like Han Solo fucking came all over it before you got your room. I don't. You know what I mean? <laughs> shouldn't, it be, shouldn't it be grimy and grubby and gross? It's Star Wars. It's supposed to be this lived-in, but dirty But that hasn't looking... been the aesthetic for the last two trilogies. I know, and it's, but the original Star Wars is the reason it's, it's famous. Like, we always say there's two good movies in a nine. Yeah. You know? So if I'm spending literally thousands of dollars to go down to a theme park, get a hotel, and stay in it, and it looks like generic sci-fi with First Order troopers. Mm. I'm like, why the fuck would I waste money on that? Yeah. If it actually looked like you're going into a Moss Eisley space-looking spaceship, like make the rooms nice if you want, but make the environment all crummy and creepy and bounty an hunters option. and you know. There should be an option if you do want to like do like Imperial fucking, or bounty or yeah, yeah. Or like you want to do like the fucking Coruscant experience or you want to do the underworld shit. Yeah, like, that'd be cool. Underworld and Star Wars, I think, are tethered in ways that people don't like. These pe- Disney doesn't realize is yeah. so important to Star yeah. Wars. I want to stay in an underworld fucking hotel. That was my one problem about this fuck. I think we talked about in the last podcast that the problem with. The new sequel trilogy is that it needed to be. It needed to be in the society because yeah. it was on the too much of the peripheral. Like yeah. it was all desert planets, more fucking desert yeah. planets. Unfortunately, it did. It, the they were they had a rock and hard place. Yeah, because to tell the story that picks up after Jedi, you need to be in the capital. Yeah, you need to be in the clean parts of Star Wars. But then that's not Star Wars anymore, right? And the only reason by the their own fault. By their own fault. And the only reason the prequels even look the way they do is because George Lucas wanted to sell toys. Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> like, episode three, it should have been grimy with AG-80s walking around. Yeah. But... That was a missed opportunity, dude. Oh, the Empire should have been the fucking Empire. When I saw that fucking concept art of Colin... The, more concept art has come out, by the oh, way. Oh, for um, uh, uh, Duel of the Fates. Yeah, for Duel of the Fates. My favorite of which confirms all my superstitions this whole time, that this whole trilogy was using Dark Empire... As a loose guideline, what mm-hmm. with Luke going to the like, like Luke going to Nomad and shit, the Skywalker kids almost having being taken over by Palpatine. Right, right. 
they were going to include the Eclipse Star Destroyer straight from the pages of Dark Empire. Yeah. And I was like, motherfucker, I knew it. I so think everyone hates Colin Trevorrow, loves hating on Trevorrow, but I think he would have done a good job. It, dude, when I saw images of like the siege on Coruscant and it looked essentially like Les Miserables, but with stormtroopers right? and like rebel troopers running through the streets of Coruscant, I'm like, this should have been the last yeah, movie. It yeah. would make perfect sense. Said, I love that you see that to how it should have ended for Rise of Skywalker, where they're it's like, they're running on some sort of space horse and they just turn the Star Destroyer <laughs> sideways and they all fall off. It's like, yeah, why, why didn't anyone think to do that? <laughs> Oh, we're looking at pictures from the Star Wars Hotel right now, and I just don't, I don't look how clean, I don't like how clean it looks. Yeah, it looks like a medical lab. It looks like not Star Wars. It looks like just sci-fi. Well, it does, it looks like the fucking um, medical frigate from the end of Empire, but who the fuck wants to stay in the medical frigate from Empire? Right. (laughs) Okay, well, we finally got uh, some fucking pictures of Keanu. Oh, I saw the Matrix sets. Yeah. So it's, everyone's it's, back. It looks like, yeah. And so they're filming in San Francisco this week. There's pictures of Keanu and uh, Carrie Ann Moss. So um, I hope my theory is correct, that it is just another iteration of the Matrix. Well, what's kind of cool is that he looks all John Wicky and shit. He like, will not shave his rat beard. No, he won't. What the fuck? Uh, he's horribly malformed underneath it. Yeah? Yeah. Wait, what uh, happened to him? Constantine. What? No, I'm making it. I don't know. Oh, you're making it. <laughs> yeah, like I'll an fucking accent know. or something that <laughs> no. I didn't know? Um... Yeah, that's he, where the source of his power comes from now. He's just his raggedy ass yeah. look. Because he's in a video game I've been anticipating. Oh, yeah. And he's just the same thing. And I'm like, oh, why? You're an actor, man. Just change up your Maybe look. Maybe he's sick and tired of getting carded. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I'm not a huge fan of his bedraggled look. And now that it's Neo, it's it's every character. Bill, I imagine, in the new Bill and Ted is going to be, or Ted is going to mm. have, have that bedraggled sure. look. I think it works for the Matrix. I like the idea of a rough-looking Neo. Well, I guess it depends on the story. Yeah. Who is he, Neo, that we know? Or is he a new Neo? A new Neo. A Neo-Neo? Is, like, what is he? <laughs> he's Neo-squared. Is he Neo? Yeah, he's Neo-pie. <laughs> <laughs> and I actually mean, like, a baked pie. I wasn't being mathematical. Um, Neo-pie. <laughs> That's what Tom... Keanu Reeves calls his dick. Oh, uh, Neopie. His Neopie. I think th- I'd like to think that's what he calls that's what his I wife's call. vagina. Ne- <laughs> Keanu Reeves doesn't have a wife. Or his new wife. He just vagina. he he just wanders through life making love to the world. To the world, <laughs> leaving bratty pew beard that's hairs correct. all over the place. Um, I didn't. I yeah. I think I just briefly skimmed the photos. Um, just sort of them on set. Right? Riding a bike. Yeah, they were back on a bike. Back on a bicycle? Yeah. Did you see the set photos from the, the Batman? I was about to say, the, yeah, the Bat bike. Holy shit. So that's them on the fucking bike. Oh, man, they are both looking old. Hey, man, they're Canadian. <laughs> I think they've aged pretty well. Carrie <laughs> Ann Moss is looking like she had a little work done. But um, the Batman looks ridiculous. You know what it looks like? An Under Armour sponsored cosplayer. But I'm wondering if that's because a lot of some people pointed out that it looks like several different costumes put together. So is it like year one Batman where he's still got this clunky ass shit? That's what they said. Robert Pattinson said in an interview. It's like this Batman has, he doesn't have a Lucius Fox. He's built his own suit. Yeah. But you can do that conceptually and have it not look like he's wearing motorcycle armor at a cosplay convention. Like, and the ears just look horrible. The little pinched ears. They're like the Affleck ears, almost. I have a hard time when people, like, rag on the suit, man. Remember how much people shat down the throat of the Dark Knight suit whenever that movie came out? It's still not a great-looking suit. It's not a great suit, but, like, did it affect the movie one iota? Like, I wasn't... Like, every time I watch that movie, I'm like, I don't give a fuck what he's wearing. But... It doesn't have nipples on it. You can objectively... Skates didn't come out the bottom. You can objectively say, though, <laughs> that, like, they designed the suit around... Like the th- the themes of the film, so he's sure. getting a, he's a billionaire with uh, Lucius Fox building his armor tech. So they did a streamlined Wayne suit armor tech. Looks good, looks bad, fits in the narrative. This makes me feel like Bruce Wayne Batman. This Batman is gonna be just awful. He's gonna be motorcycle riding fucking. Because uh, remember, you see the shots of him as Bruce Wayne on his motorcycle. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be that bad boy Bruce Wayne. He's going to have a chip on his shoulder. He's going to be that fucking Bruce Wayne. How interesting would it be, though? I'm trying to find a silver lining here. If that was the way his character started, and then he just get It's like that scene in fucking uh, Nolan's Batman Begins whenever Scarecrow gets the upper hand on him. Mm. But it's that for two hours of just, just Batman getting his ass handed to him. I hope so. And just humbling him so by the end of the movie, he's like, I can't be this audacious piece of shit. Anymore? Yeah. Maybe that's a two hours of a lot of Work for Walking Phoenix. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and it's in the 90s. I'm getting sick of these period piece superhero movies. Yeah, what's up with that? I don't know. Like, just have him be in modern day. Who gives a fuck? Or just, just have him be in timeless time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like the original Tim Burton Batman. Just, yeah. You never know where it is. That's true. 
I don't know. I don't like the suit, but I haven't liked a bat suit. Even the 89 bat suit I love for member berry reasons, but objectively, it's a shitty fucking suit. Yeah. Like, there hasn't been a good live-action bat suit, in my opinion. Not no. not a not a great one. No, I I like the Dark Knight suit just because he can move his head. That's this has been something that's bugged the shit out of me. And also, it had the white eyes, eyes in the comic books, which I loved. Yeah, he looks like he has like Ant Man eyes he, in the couple shots where he has the big goggles on. That's on right. Yeah, uh, I like the Dark Knight suit too for the pure real world aesthetic. Yeah, like it absolutely. It, what I really dislike is the bat. How it they could like just broken in half, and then yeah. it's like a black line, and the bat inside the black line. It's, yeah, it's awkward. Just put a fucking bat on his yeah, chest. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. He's a bit of an egomaniac, right? I, I mean, did also like the way, like as much as I love Batman as like that form with just the cape wrapped around him. Mm-hmm, that's all I want. I kind of like the Superman aesthetic of the Dark Knight. See the way it falls back, like Thor style. I don't know. It's oh, kinda, yeah. It makes him look sleeker, you know. I got no problem with him having a collar on his suit, and I just am so tired because you know it's not for a story reason to have his cape over his shoulders. Mm. You know, it's to show off the fucking eight million dollar suit that you built. <laughs> I also thought it was um, because of the pod. They wanted it to hang off his back. Pop out. Well, yeah, because they originally built that backpack mm-hmm. to that in s- Dark Knight. In Dark Knight, uh, be- just in case they got caught in the wheels. Yeah. But then when they realized they were fine, it's flowing. Yeah. So I always thought, I always thought it. like if they had a one that wrapped around it, it wouldn't fucking work. So no. they, they had it just hang off the back. In Begins, he does wrap it around him yeah. in one scene. It's also ridiculously huge. Oh, the p- Begins suit, the yeah. puffy latex suit. No, I uh, well uh, the neck part bugs oh, because he the looks skin w- suit's awful I don't like it. the curve of the neck just makes it look like he has laryngitis and he's mm, hunched over totally or something but there's that one shot he's all wrapped in his cape and that's the only time Batman's been wrapped in his fucking cape since 1992 <laughs> and that's all he does in the comic is wrap himself up in his cape because he's he's, uh, he's still underneath that blanket that fucking Jim Gordon wrapped around it yeah boy shoulder Bruce Wayne he was, he's so disappointed. Bruce Wayne. Yeah. <laughs> you know the sad part about this like uh, cosplay-looking fucking bat suit is it probably cost them $10 million to make. <laughs> it's probably super advanced foam rubber. They didn't actually just fucking build a motorcycle suit for him because they need 20 of them and he needs to be in Maybe for 12, a, 14 hours a day. It's a repurposed bat flex suit. They're like, God damn it, we have like four <laughs> of these fucking puffy things. Uh, the bat flex suit was so close because they did the old school actual he looked like batman mm. but then they used foam rubber again right and why the fuck did ben affleck get jacked if you're gonna cover him in foam it's rubber <laughs> <laughs> just have him in wayne tech tights That's true. you know oh, yeah. <laughs> cavill looked awesome in superman suit just paint that gray and say it's wayne tech fibers yeah I mean, it's, it's, yeah yeah you could have easily pulled that off yeah. oh that's fucking fun Oh my god. Well, there it is. There it is, guys. Whole ear water to some nerd news. Whole bunch of nerd shit on your fucking butt. Ew. Stuck That's on your butt. This, listen, I'll sit here and talk about a lot of stuff, but the second you start talking about poopy butt. I will talk about Keanu Reeves' wife's vagina <laughs> all the live long fucking day. Exactly. But I will hear nothing about poop but on butt. Feces on a posterior, sir. On a posterior. <laughs> That's disgusting. Mm-mm-mm. See you next week, guys. <laughs>